everybody, and welcome back to Opera Off Stage. I'm Jesse, and I'm Michelle, and we're so busy that we're dying <laughs> and prepping for audition season. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. It's a it's a very very busy time. A lot of you have just gotten back into school, or you know you might be like Michelle and I, and you might be I've just recently moved. But we've also got audition season coming up, and I swear every time it sneaks up on me. It's like it it's the same time every single year. Like it never falters or moves. Yet I'm just never prepared for it. You know, oh, it's just like what <laughs> September. It truly sneaks up on me. August actually didn't happen this year. I feel like there was no August. Time is fake. What happened to it? Where did it go? Time is an illusion. Truly. Yeah. But today's episode (laughs) is going to be all about prepping for audition season and just getting yourself all in order so that you can have a really solid audition season for yourself this year. So as many of you guys know, right now we are in the midst of our practice challenge, which is very, very fun and we're very excited. But that does mean that we won't be having a game night or a watch party this month, but get excited for spooky season because they will be coming back in October. You guys, I am just dreaming of our next October like Halloween episode. I just can't. We are working on a very, very big surprise for October, which if we manage to pull off, it's going to be a good time. That's all I'll say. (laughs) so say a prayer for your girls Um, (laughs) say say a prayer for your homies at abram state but anyways yeah lots of fun stuff coming up for spooky season we're big we're big spooky fans but back to the real spooky season which is audition season Um, (laughs) i feel like the first step of preparing for your audition season is really taking time to brainstorm and design it Probably one of my greatest, and if we're being totally honest, continual regrets is not setting goals for each audition season. Because I think the first step to having a successful season is determining what it is that you're hoping to accomplish. For example, maybe you're looking to do a deep dive into a specific language. Maybe you're wanting to have more roles or cover roles on your resume. Maybe you want to focus on recital works or working with a specific or group of industry professionals, whatever it is, having goals will help you cut down on the time you spend looking through the hundreds and hundreds of listings on Yap Tracker. In the past, I've totally been stuck in the cycle of wanting to cast as wide of a net as possible and just, you know, <laughs> kind of see what happens. And I found that this kind of results in a lot of wasted money on application fees, a lot of extra time spent on programs that like I kind of knew weren't a great fit, but I kind of felt like I should just do it anyways and resulted in sending out applications last minute just because somebody would like text me or a teacher would be like, oh, well, like this program's deadlines next week. What about this one? And I'm just like, "Okay, I guess I'll send it out, you know, and to some extent, I don't think this is a totally bad strategy, especially if you're pretty early in your career, but I think you're going to want to quickly become more intentional about the things that you sign yourself up for. So right off the bat, starting to prep for your audition season, my advice would be to take some time to brainstorm some goals for this audition season. And I'm laughing at myself because I feel like I've just become the podcaster that's like, make goals, be organized, have a strategy. And it just makes me laugh. But I think it's still true. Um, I think anytime you're setting up intentional goals, you already kind of have that end goal in sight. And that's really great. So ask yourself, what is it that I want to have learned 
Who do I want to have met or worked with? What do I hope to add to my resume and find programs that will help you achieve your goals accordingly? That's so true. I feel like we all get stuck in that cycle of like, I just want anything. But it's really important to like focus your energy and it will greatly increase your chances than just spreading a wide random net. Yeah. And also, like, we all know that it takes so much time to do research on all of these programs and figure out, okay, well, this one wants a Baroque aria. This one needs like a 21st century. Like, I need a musical theater piece from the golden age. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just takes so much time. And if you know, I want to do a language intensive and I want to focus on French. Awesome. Well, that narrowed down your scope like a lot. Or if you're like, I want to get more roles and this is where I'm at. I'm post-grad. I need to look at this awesome a lot of programs are kind of just sifted out very quickly so having goals gets you closer to actually achieving what you wanted at the end of that season because sometimes i think we're like oh i have to do a summer program like that's what's expected of me this is what i'm supposed to do as a musician and it's like well kind of yeah but at the same time like if you're just going into a program because you think you're supposed to go into a program like what are you really going to get out of it so going in with intention is is key absolutely but i think part of even figuring out your goals is actually starting your research early i have never (laughs) not even once in my entire life planned my audition season early enough right before this recording is proof of that I was scrolling through the list of auditions and i legitimately (laughs) said to michelle why is everything in september (laughs) (laughs) and it will mean that this year i have to send out some old recordings which uh does not feel great but that's the thing like i always wish that i gave myself more time to look through and do research i always feel like i'm a little helter skelter the other thing that i'm going to do this year for video recordings and things like that is like i really wish i always planned to do two sessions of video recordings because i feel like the first session goes okay but the second session goes a lot better and it gives me a lot more options but i feel like i'm always in kind of a hurry so i always end up doing like one session but on top of that like it also gives you more time to you know reach out on facebook groups ask people about different programs what they liked what they didn't like and it gives you a lot more time to think about do i need time off of work to go do this all of these things are made a lot easier by planning ahead and there are a couple really good resources that are going to help you do that Yeah, one that really just blew my mind as I was scrolling through Instagram was the Soloist Coalition of uh, for Young Artists actually just released an audition resource list. And their awesome team basically came up with a spreadsheet that lists all application deadlines, pre-screen requirements, fees, audition dates for a major summer programs. And I mean, it's an incredible free resource and it is so much more concise and easy to peruse than the app tracker, you know, who loves to make you pay to see full lists of opportunities. It's really easy to scan through. So I would definitely suggest you check that out. Page will be in our um, show notes so you can click through. But I will say that the resource is mostly for the post-grad level singer. The list is mostly young artist positions with opera houses or kind of the bigger festivals so if you are in undergrad or early grad school there's some bigger positions so check it out see if anything is interesting to you but i think yap tracker still has a lot of the kind of like entry-level summer programs that are better for undergrad singers so just keep that in mind yeah there's still a lot of options speaking of yap tracker (laughs) 
we all know Yap Tracker, and none of us really love it. It's kind of the only option for what we do. And all I'm saying is, if there's anyone out there looking at putting together a website for something like this, uh, you have very little competition. It's got some (laughs) of the worst user interface. I've never met a thing that doesn't know how to actually, like, retire closed posts. Like, if the deadline is passed, remove it from the search. The search is insane. But it is the one we use. At the the very least, like, its autofill is pretty decent. So that's good. You don't have to spend a lot of time fixing that. But, like, the bar is very low. And you're going to have to use it. So just go. Just... Just get your Yap Tracker account. Yeah, the bar really is so low. It's so annoying too when young artist programs like group all of the different like potential auditionees together. So you'll have like your pianists, you'll have your conductors, your instrumentalists, and your singers, and maybe even like directors all in the same listing. And then it's like the singer, well, personally, like when the singer deadline has passed, but like the conductor one is still up and you're like i didn't know that they extended their deadline you click through and you're like darn you conductors (laughs) that drives me crazy there's just so many little things about yab tracker that are so obnoxious we love our toxic queen (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of like your beater car that you have when you're 17 like it's the only option so you (laughs) use it but you know it's gonna break down on you at least four times a year yeah. Option number three is Facebook groups. Uh, sometimes you can find small ensembles or opportunities on local Facebook groups. Um, it shouldn't be really your first stop, but it's also a good place to keep out for like people talking about audition extensions and little programs or even like local jobs, things like that. Like it's a place to find some interesting corrals and smaller groups, especially if you're into things like Baroque and all of that. You can look for some specialized groups and that will definitely help. It's also a good place where if you haven't really heard of a program, which happens with some of the ones you'll find on Yap Tracker, you can kind of reach out and say like, hey, has anybody participated in X? Like, was it a good program? Did you think, you know, if it's a pay for play, was the pricing fair? Did you get out of it what you thought you would get? It's a good place to reach out and build community. Definitely. I also find that on Facebook groups, if an ensemble or a company isn't able to fill a certain role or somebody drops out every once in a while, they'll be like, oh, extended deadlines for this role in Don Giovanni. We couldn't find a Zerlino. We couldn't find a Mazzetto. Like you'll find stuff like that often. And sometimes that's kind of just like cool to have on your radar. And then if you're looking for like if your goal is to do something more language intensive, a lot of master classes tend to be posted in those Facebook groups. So just keep an eye out. You never know what might come your way. So you've set some goals. You've kind of done your perusing on uh, putting together a schedule of I want to audition for this. This is what I this is the deadline for that. This is how much I have to pay to do this one, yada, yada. So next is figuring out your audition package, which yippee seems to be like the hardest task ever. Maybe that's just for me. I don't think it is because I feel like every time I talk about an audition package, everybody, especially as singers, just has like a collective groan. But I will say that if you're interested in further listening, a really in-depth dive into building and developing an audition package, you should definitely listen to episode 29. It's called Prepping an Audition Package. We had Nathan Troop come on and really talk about what that looks like from a director's perspective and somebody who's in academia and on the panel for several 
summer festivals and opera companies. So definitely check that out. But the general overview is to work smarter, not harder. Absolutely. When figuring out your, (laughs) yeah, when figuring out your audition package, you should be very selective of the pieces that you choose and have some alternates as a backup. I feel like as you become a more and more seasoned singer, this just kind of becomes like a fact of life of knowing that, you know, traveling is hard and sometimes you're not going to have that high note ready to go. You know, sometimes like sometimes stuff happens and you just need a different piece if your voice isn't going to be ready to go. And that's totally fine. But I think that that's that was never something that was explained to me in undergrad. It was something I figured out like later in grad school. So take note. Alternates are great. They don't say anything about your potential as a singer if you don't have a high note it's fine you don't want to go in and try to force something and then bomb an audition when you could have just had some other piece ready to go also take into consideration the season you're auditioning for choosing pieces that help the director see how you fit into a specific role or a season really kind of helps them build a picture on where it is where your role could be in their program so really take that into consideration lesson learned since i <laughs> my last audition package was just all sad soprano songs um about love or death and it's just all too much of the same so have some variety mix it up you know switch in those alternates if you're auditioning for something super peppy or super sad and then spend time going over the list of required audition pieces with your teacher or coach and make sure that everyone is on the same page on whether your current audition package works or doesn't work This is something that I am saying to myself aloud as a verbal reminder (laughs) of uh, just uh, just planting this in uh, Michelle's brain that I need to do this because the more ahead of time you plan, the better chance you'll have of preparing any new pieces you may have to learn. We've all experienced that time where it's like, crap, I don't have like a handle piece ready to go and I need to have one for this, I don't know, Opera Neo's upcoming season or something like that or I or wolf trap needs this piece and it's like ah, if you don't give yourself enough time to plan you're going to be stressing and if we're all being realistic getting an audition aria fully in your body fully memorized to your freaking soul and core and feeling like 100 if my accompanist were to just start botching something like the show will go on that takes a lot of time it takes a lot more time than we realize Honestly, for me, it probably takes at least two months of singing a song to feel like, okay, if the situation were to turn sour, I could still get through this piece and feel good about it. So the more ahead of time you plan, the better chance you'll have at preparing any new pieces or any pieces that have been in your package that you feel like are still a little unpolished or unrefined. Plan, plan, plan. Absolutely. The other thing that you really have to prepare ahead of time is your budget, because it's lovely to think that you could do you know, all of the auditions you may get, but travel is expensive. And just perusing through the list of where these places audition, none of them have everything in common. Even if you spent several months in New York City, you might not catch most of them. Like, it's it's insane Mm -hmm. to me. I wish that we were more like musical theater and we would do those weekends where it's like 18 opera companies at once. The dream. Truly, but we don't. So... The thing that you have to think about is if you get the auditions you apply for, if you got all of them, how much would it realistically cost you to go and do them? 
How much would the flights cost? When do they usually tell people? This is another thing you can go to those Facebook groups and be like, hey, when do we usually find this out? Because you're going to have to book travel almost immediately for some of these. And if you don't live in one of these major cities, that can be pretty tricky. The other thing that you have to answer is like, do I need a hotel? Do I have friends I can stay with? Uh, can I get time off of work? Make sure that when you are applying that you aren't just throwing time and money away by applying for things that you won't realistically be able to actually go to the audition for. Now, a lot of places are actually still doing recorded auditions, which is good. So if you couldn't physically make it there, then you do have some options, but just consider all, all these possibilities. So when you are setting out a budget for your applications, number one, while we all wish that application fees didn't exist, the reality is that most companies uh, still have some. So maybe set aside like a minimum of $25 to anywhere up to $75 per application. It looks a lot better this year, honestly, perusing through. A lot of them have cut down or gotten rid of them, but just keep in mind that you may be paying per application. Don't forget to budget for Yap Tracker. Currently, the price for that is $59. I don't know what they're spending it on. <laughs> then try to look for auditions that are in the same place so that like you have you have an option to do multiple in a row if it works out, just to save yourself a little bit extra. Also, if you are looking for ways to save a little bit of money on travel, we do have a travel episode where we cover some ways to save some money, but also to travel safer and better. Yeah. Traveling for these yaps is, is really just the trick of it all, isn't it? <laughs> it's always this funny experience where you're like, oh my god, I made it to the next round. Like, I get to go audition in person. This is amazing. I'm so excited. And then you're like, oh, I got this audition too. And this one. Like, I'm just too fabulous. I'm just unstoppable this season. And then you're like, freak. Now I have to travel to all these places. <laughs> no, thank you, ma'am. So plan ahead. That's such a that's such a good point too though, is I've definitely noticed that in some in some seasons when I, you know, kinda took that approach of casting a really wide net, I was like, Well, there there would always be a couple yaps that I'd be like, even if I get a live audition, like, I don't know how I'm gonna get there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So don't do that to yourself. Don't waste extra money. Be intentional and budget accordingly so now that you're fully into the audition season mood we need to talk about the wolf trap aria list <laughs> i feel like this list is such a major source of stress for people and it really doesn't have to be people take this list all the wrong ways truly first Stop worrying if you have an aria that's high up on the list. The list of arias that are going to work well in audition settings, which means they are not, like, mind-numbingly long, uh, and are going to work in the voices of most young singers, and anyone who is not a dramatic, really, is not infinitely long. So there is just gonna be some overlap between your package and other people who are like you. And if you do have an aria that's, like, within the first couple of the list, just make sure that the, your interpretation of it is your own. The panel may see hundreds of Akifus, so yours needs to stand out. But every every voice part has one of those. I still have it in my package. So I believe does Michelle. Oh, yeah. I will be singing Pamina's aria until I freaking die. Exactly. As much as it, it just drives me crazy, it is the perfect audition aria for Sopranos. Exactly. But that's the thing. It's like, it's a great piece, and you just need to make sure that, like, you fully own that piece but nobody's surprised like nobody's like oh another one of these in fact i a lot of directors like stuff like that because they can see what your personal take is on a piece they do see all the time and they know it well but it does mean that it has to be very 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 polished 
Yeah. Yeah. And if you, once again, if you sing the hell out of a popular audition piece, own it. <laughs> don't let the fact that a lot of other people are going to sing it scare you. Second, if you don't see your aria on the list, or it's very low on the list, that actually might be a bit of an issue. <laughs> Consider reaching out to the company and see if you can get a copy of your music marked to the pianist in advance. Uncommon arias can be a lot of fun, but if the music is something that a lot of people haven't seen or may not be well known enough for a lot of accompanists to have played it, or it's got really crazy chromatics or some funky, very like, you know, if it's new music and it's got some really difficult rhythms in it, that could lead to a very difficult audition for you and a very, very unhappy coworker. Yeah. You don't want to upset the audition pianist because they are likely the collaborative pianist who works for the company. Yep. So, or they might be a music director. So you you really, really want to make sure that if you don't have something that's showing up on that list, that you are certain that whoever is playing for you knows it, or you can at least get it to them in advance. And third, the list can be a really amazing resource for finding new arias. I look through that list all the time, and I do see things that I do not know. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking to spice up your audition package or maybe change out some pieces or maybe you've got a requirement for an audition that you don't really have a piece in mind for. So scroll through that list, listen to them, find stuff, sing along, uh, take it to your teacher, ask them about it. Um, But it can really help you expand your rep and know which pieces pianists will actually know versus the ones they might not. Yeah. Because let me just say this, like I, our collaborative pianist, Pianists are amazing. They play for hundreds of people in these auditions. It's very, very, very difficult. They will occasionally screw up on really well-known pieces. You really have to be careful with new music and lesser performed pieces. But this list should not be a stressor for you. It is a good thing and it's an amazing resource that we appreciate them putting out every year. But do not let it like make you sweat. <laughs> yeah, I think it is kind of funny how like scary it's become. Because it really is like just a great resource um it's pretty funny great it's like point. everyone's afraid of being basic but we sing mozart arias all the time because mozart gets performed all the time i'm not like other girls <laughs> my audition arias aren't on the wolf trap aria list and it's like okay well your your pianist can't freaking play them i'm Susan, not like so. other sopranos <laughs> i don't wear jewel yeah. tones um anyway <laughs> I've never owned a Ralph Lauren dress. How dare you? (laughs) Yeah, but it's like, it's okay if you have overlap. It's totally normal. Like you said, there's not an infinite wealth of pieces that work in an audition setting. You know, the parameters of a good audition aria are pretty stringent. So, you know, you don't have to dig and find something super obscure sometimes it's fun sometimes it's going to work against you so don't be so afraid of the the list it's it's there to help it's there to inform you know that's actually a good little thing to break into and like i said you can definitely go and look at our episode with nathan troop who dives into this in more detail but like a good audition aria is something that you know well it sits well in your voice but logistically speaking Needs to be on the shorter side because you may be singing multiple and they also don't want to hear like a seven minute piece. And it also, it, it needs to be something you can really sing on your best and worst day. And obviously it needs to be appropriate for your age. So those are the basics of a good audition aria. See, but even that just like cuts down so much rep. 
So it's like, of course, we have these couple things that always pop up. Like, of course, you're always going to see Pamina Zaria on there or, you know, the these buildness for tenors. Like, you're always going to see a lot of the same stuff because they really are just like the perfect little snippets to show what you can show in a reasonable amount of time. Oh, yeah. And and I'll, and even then, I have a couple arias that are technically a little outside my age range because it's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. On to another very, well, on to another somewhat controversial topic among singers. I, I have a little thing to say in defense of pay-for-play. Because pay-for-play has a really bad re- reputation in the opera world, but it's not really a bad option. Almost everyone ends up doing some kind of pay-for-play during school or whatever. And a lot of singers just don't develop in undergrad. They're not fully formed <laughs> at 20 as opera singers. And so you don't necessarily get all the roles you want in school, especially if you're competing against grad students. Pay for play is a really excellent option for expanding your resume and also sometimes networking with some really great teachers and directors or even other performers. It can be a really wonderful opportunity to meet people and get some experience under your belt if your school isn't giving you enough performance opportunity. Because at, at 20, you're really not going to be in some of these bigger yaps. You're going to be looking at some of these where you may be paying a small fee. Yeah, I would just say, like, do research on the company ahead of time and see if they align with your values. We have a couple episodes on talking about the very problematic reality of a lot of pay to sings and a lot of young artist programs. But, you know, there are definitely very credible pay to sing companies that specialize in helping train and training young voices or do more kind of like master class one-on-one coaching and you know on the flip side of the coin there are also many pay to sing companies that are totally in it for the money so ask your colleagues ask your teachers or past participants on their experience and decide if you think your investment and the company is going to be a good fit for you because there are a lot of great opportunities where you know it does cost a fee and yes we would like to move towards a world where we don't have to pay as much or at all but at the end of the day we're just not quite there yet and i don't think that that means that we should throw away all pay to sing options yeah so do your research reach out to some of these programs look at scholarships for them but don't feel like you're less than if you do some paper plays they are really great and i i did some paper plays in undergrad that actually helped me get scholarships when i auditioned for grad school because i did one with with nyu actually which introduced me to a bunch of teachers so when i went out there to audition for them a couple years later i already knew them and it was really helpful love it so they can be a really wonderful opportunity finally this is kind of connected to our episode from last week but You need to mentally prepare yourself for audition season, especially because a lot of us are getting back into it after two really insane years. (sighs) And audition season is just a mentally difficult time for singers. So make sure that you are still taking care of yourself, that you're still hanging out with people who are not in the music auditioning world to get a break from the constant stream of like, what programs are you applying to? Did you get a callback? Are you doing this? I just did it to Michelle like 10 minutes ago. So rude. Once again, I was like, yeah, what are you doing? And I was immediately (laughs) comparing what we were doing and being like, am I doing enough? Even though I'm in the middle of a cross-country move. (laughs) Yeah. And if this season, especially coming out of, like I said, all of this craziness, is bringing you way too much stress, you don't feel ready, you're not, you know, you don't feel like you're ready to do this right now, consider skipping this audition season. It is better for you to take time off refresh yourself get back with the teacher spend some time like working on your package getting yourself 
and maybe do some small stuff around your city, maybe do a scenes program with friends, do some of those things that we talked about, you know. But better to take time off than to push yourself too far and end up making either a bad impression with a company you really want to work for or ruining the joy that should be making music. Music is always going to be here. It, it is not going anywhere. No matter who is getting what opportunity around you right now, you will not be kicked out of the music world for needing time and space and it is better for you to come in happy and prepared than it is for you to push yourself and and ruin what should be a good thing amen ain't that the truth so take care of yourself have a good audition season everybody Uh, stay prepared but don't stress if you're not yet and use these resources that are available and if you have any questions michelle and i don't have all the answers but we're always happy to talk with you guys. You can always reach out to us on our socials, which are at Opera Offstage, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can also join our Discord, which has a bunch of people in it with a wild variety of experiences in the music-making world, so you're free to come in there and ask questions. But we love speaking with you guys, and if there's any specific topic related to auditions, yaps, or any of that that we can answer for you, we'd love to hear it. And if we don't know, we're happy to do the research. Absolutely. I will also put in a little plug that we have a five dollar template for audition rep lists and resumes so if you are looking to redesign that you can check that out in our shop you can find that at opera-offstage.com slash shop and make it really easy for yourself we've been seeing some some people buying that and i'm like okay it's audition season i probably should use that template myself like so check it out and we will see you guys next week bye bye